0: In the holy letters of the Rebbe in volume twelve, this is letter number three thousand nine hundred and twenty-two. Uh, Baruch Bar Hashem dated the second day of Kislev in Top Shin in Brooklyn. And the Rebbe is addressing it to Arava Goya and Shireelikim, Ephraim Zev and Garbus. Now he had just published a uh a safer in which the Rebbe is going to make some comments. So the letter ends up being a very scholarly letter. And it's just, once again, amazing how somebody just sends in a book to the Rebbe and how uh, the Rebbe takes it apart um, in a very few lines. Um, but first the Rebbe starts off with uh, Shalom of Rocha. And the Rebbe is responding to his letter... That he is giving the good news about the marriage of his son, Shlita, on Wednesday, the fifteenth of Kislev, that of the forthcoming marriage of his son, on the uh, Wednesday, the fifteenth of Kislev, which is coming upon us, and the Rebbe gives him the blessing that it should be, bless him that blessed Hashem that it should be for a Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov, in a good and auspicious time and to building a Jewish home in Israel, an eternal edifice based on Torah and as they are illuminated by the luminary of Torah, which is Primis torah And may the Blessed Hashem fulfill all the desires of your Honor's hearts, to have much nachas, enjoy much nachas from Him, and that you should be able to continue and serve in the tent of Torah, be involved in Torah, and the blessing of Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov. So that's the Mazel Tov for the Simcha that he notified the Rebbe. And the Rebbe says, at this opportunity, I want to confirm with thank you, receiving your Sefer. And he wrote a Sefer on the Mechilta, which is on the Book of Shemois. And he had a commentary uh, there is two parts there's one part of it is Kav Hamido, Vahar Ephraim of course his name was Ephraim and he calls uh, the main commentary on the Sefer uh, on both there's one on the right side is called the Kav Hamida on the left side is called the Vahar Ephraim one is more a uh commentary of explanation more is more expounding but that's his Sefer that he sent to the Rebbe and the Rebbe said to show you uh, appreciation for the fact that you sent me the letter and the work you put in the Sefer so while time does not a lot it's not time yet the Rebbe says I did look go through between the pages at least quickly I went through it and the Rebbe says, "I'm copying here several notes." Now, the Rebbe quotes him from the saying of our sages that says, "As bohe besufa." Uh, so uh, that's the Gemara in Kedushin, where the Gemara says that sometimes when you have even a father and a son, or a teacher and a student, they're learning in uh, Torah in the same. Uh, the same gate, so they become enemies, they're fighting each other, but they don't leave until they become friends one with another, as vohev besufa, quoting the pasik, meaning at the end they remain friends. So the rabbi is basically saying, even though I'm going to challenge you with some of the things that you write in the Sefer. Uh, the Rebbe is going to ask him several questions, uh, and the rabbi disagrees with his commentary. Uh, but the Rebbe says, you're not going to be upset about it, as Vohiv besufa. The end is the friendship between Tamid chachomim. The gemara is actually about the Tamid chachomim. Bobel remained uh, upset at each other, but the rabbi says, Vohiv besufa. the end. And... Uh, Quite frankly, uh, at the end, by the time the Rebbe is done with the few notes that the Rebbe makes, I see why the Rebbe <laughs> says it should be vohi vesufa because the Rebbe asks, uh, challenged him with several very powerful questions on very a couple of things that the Rebbe says. But this is very scholarly. I'll try to explain it the best I can in the uh, in the context over here. But it's a, a very uh, interesting insight over here. So uh, the first piece uh, the Rebbe brings down, he discusses the prophecy of Hananya ben Ezer. He was a prophet in the time of Yirmi Hanavi, And the Gemara in Sanhedrin on Peitesom and Aleph, the Mishnah says that a prophet would get the death penalty if one of the cases is if he uh, says a prophecy, something which had not been said to him, but has been said to somebody else. That penalty for that is Misa by uh, by by Beisden. Somebody who is koivish other parts of prophecy not to give the Nebuah, would be Misabede But this is one the Mishnah says there if you prophesize what you did not told, then basically would uh, administer the punishment. And the Gemara gives an example who would be someone who prophesied something that wasn't said to him. And the Gemara says that is Chananya uh, ben He was the one because. There is a prophecy that Yirmiya prophesized. Uh, the, the, the Gemara says, Yirmiya went in the upper uh, marketplace and he announced, as it says in the Pesach, in Yirmiya, Memteslamad that Hashem says that eventually, the prophecy is that I'm going to break the bow of Elam. Elam was the one who... Uh, helped Bavel to destroy Eretz Yisrael, the the Embrasek says, I'll take revenge and I'm going to break the keshes of Elam. That was a prophecy that Yirmiya said. But Hananiah learned from that prophecy uh, that since even Elam, Elam wasn't the main culprit against the Jewish people. He came to help Babel against the Jewish people. And yet Yirmiya says about Elam that the have said, he's going to break them. So the Babylonians themselves, the Kazim themselves for sure. So he learned from Yirmiya's prophecy that the Babel will be destroyed. So he came in the lower marketplace. And he said, as quoted in the Pesach in Yirmiyach of Hezbeis, that Hashem says, He prophesies now, Hashem will break the yoke of Babel based on the prophecy that Yirmiyach had given. So it wasn't a prophecy that was given to him, it was a prophecy that was given to Yirmiyach. Hananiah used the prophecy that was given to Yirmiyach and the fact that he prophesies, that means uh, an example that you would get Misa by in because it wasn't told to him, it was told to Yirmiah. So the Gemara says to the ear, well, nobody, even Yirmiah wasn't uh, told about this. Yirmiah only said about Elam. So he says, because since this is a kabo chaymer that you can learn that since the Eberster tells Yirmiah about Elam, so for sure, this will happen to the Bovel himself, to the Kastim himself. So it's as if Hashem told him, uh, and therefore, he to him, it wasn't said. This is all said to uh, Yirmiyah. So therefore, that's the example of Hananiah, who was not told this, and he gave over that nevuah. So the problem. Uh, he has over there well it doesn't say in the prophecy of hananiah when he said that he he didn't say that um, that bubble, uh, that 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 he's saying so maybe he was just quoting what hashem said to jeremiah so he didn't say a prophecy what was said to his friend and he but he was actually giving over in the name of Yermia. so maybe that's why it's 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 okay so how do we know that he was saying something that was uh said to Yirria maybe he was not he, he doesn't say in the passing that he said in my name Hashem told me he is saying uh Maybe he means to say what Hashem said. That's his question that this Haraphraim has, this rabbi has. Maybe he was saying just what Hashem said to Yermiyyah. And he answers that uh, but uh Yirmiya himself has not learned the Kawakhaim, because Yermiya himself only talk about the Babel, about the I mean about Elam. That means that Yirmiah himself hasn't yet concluded of the Chaymer, That since Elam will be destroyed, for sure the Babel, the Kazi will be destroyed. And since Yirmiah didn't learn it yet, so we can't say that he was saying that which uh, Yirmiah said, not saying that he is saying the prophecy. Hanania was saying it. We can't say that Hananiah was saying it in the name of Yirmiah because Yirmiah hasn't said it yet. But the Rebbe says that's not uh, uh, comfortable because uh, uh, because uh, he, he, if it was said to Yirmiyah, then it wouldn't. So the fact that by Yirmiya it doesn't say that doesn't mean the proof. The Rebbe doesn't say why the doichik is, but it seems like that would be a doichik to say just because it doesn't say by Yirmiyah. Uh, and therefore, since the Kawakimir is there, so that means you didn't learn the Kawakimir. But the rabbi says this whole this whole concept is actually the opposite is true. In other words, even if he would be fairish, say the Rabbi says, even if he would actually say it in the name of yirmiyah that would not uh exempt him from Misa because that is still called. That he is prophesying something that was said to his friend, and he would still be, it would still be liable for that. Uh, there, so he's trying to say that he, in other words, he assumes that if he said the name of Yirmiyah, then he would be okay. But the Rebbe says no. Even if he uh, would have intended Yirmiyah's yivura, the, the din would not be so, and he would still be chayiv misa. But this whole like question, the Rebbe says, we don't need to come into this whole discussion, did he mean Yirmiyahu or didn't mean Yirmiyahu. There's a very clear Pasuk over here, because there is, over here, for sure, he was actually saying that this is said, this was said to Yirmiyahu. He is saying that this was said directly to Yirmiyahu. Reverend says, even if let's say when a navi just says a Navu without saying in whose name, his own name or another name, and then we would say, oh, okay, he is really meaning his friend; he doesn't mean himself. That would normally, but in our case, the Rebbe says you can't explain that yermia that Hanani was just saying in the name of, of uh, in the name of Yirmi, that yermia said, because. Uh, this Nevua actually came to Yirmiah. Because the Pasuk says, this Pasuk, the Pasuk says, this is Yirmiah talking, Yirmiah says, Omer lai Hananiah. So, Yirmiah is the one that's giving over that Hananiah has told him. Uh, so, He's he's clearly not saying that he, Yirmiya, is the one that said it, and Hananiah is repeating what he said. But in this case, it's Yirmiya talking, and Yirmiya is saying, Omar Eli Hananiah, Hananiah told me, he tells him the prophecy of Elam, that he's going to destroy Elam. So in our case, for sure, Hananiah said it by himself uh Hananiah said it by himself uh and this would be deliberately saying a prophecy which was said to Yirmiya he went and said it on his own name because that's the way he's giving it over to uh Yirmiya Yirmiya is telling him about the nevuah on on uh, the on the on uh, uh, the on uh, 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 the show the break the ulam, he's t- you know, but he learned it from a kavachimer but he pretended that this was his nevuah so therefore the whole the whole building over here the whole question what he meant of course he said it in his own name uh, if you want to say in other places when a person gives a Nebuah, a novi gives a Nebuah without stating maybe he is, uh, could mean somebody else's name, it doesn't mean himself, but in this case, it must mean himself, because he was giving this Nebuit to Uriah. you No, know, this is this is the way I understand, the Rebbe is like a little, good. I, I hope I'm interpreting it this correctly. Then the Rebbe brings down another piece over there, uh, from the Kava on page Samach Beis um, Over there, uh, the Mechilta says, on uh, the Posik in Shemois, uh so the, the, the Hashem says to Moshe, uh, over there it says, The Elisha says, write down, this was after the story with Hamolik, that the uh, Yidin won, Yeshua went out to war and won Hamolik. So over there it says, write this as a remembrance in a book. And then it says, put it in the ears of Yeshua. So the Mechilta explains that the right Kisoif Zois Zikorin. That when it says this three word, write this as a memory. So he writes so it says like this when it says Zois, it means that which is written in the Torah. The Torah it says to erase Amolik. And then it says, as a remembrance, that is what's written in the Neviim. We have the story with Shol, uh, with wiping out Shmuel, wiping out uh, Amalek. And then it says, so Zoy Zikaron. And then Basayfer refers to the Megillah in which we wiped Homon, who was from the descendant of Amalek. What do we touch the third, the fourth part of there? It says, Vissim ba'oznei Yeshua. Place in the ears of Yeshua. So um, the Mechilta says that place in the Yeshua. Why are we putting this in the ears of Yeshua? So the Mechilta says that that day Yeshua was anointed. Yeshua was anointed. That's why, because he was anointed, Yeshua. So that's why put this all to Yeshua, because Yeshua is the leader. That's the opinion of Rabbi Yeshua, Divri Rabbi, Rabbi Yeshua. Uh, then the, the, the mandarin the Mechilta brings down Rabbi Lazar Amodo He says, no, he says these things, Zoi Zikorim Bassefer B'Simler Yeshua is one of the four righteous people that Hashem hinted to them something. He says two realized what Hashem hinted to them and two didn't realize. So Moshe, he says, the Elisha gave him a hint by saying, Yeshua." he didn't get it. Uh, Hashem meant to say that Yeshua is going to be the leader. Then he says, that Yaakov was given uh, a remez and he didn't realize. David and Mordechai were given a remez and they did realize. Okay, that's the, the matter. But Moshe, what do we know? says that the Ebishter gave him a remez he didn't feel, because it says, which basically Hashem said to him that Yeshua is going to be inherited in the land. But he didn't realize that because we find that he was sitting and begging Hashem, so the Ebishter gives him a remez, according to Divrei Rabbi Yeshua, was an anointment of Yeshua that day. According to Rabbi Ezra Hamudoi, the Abish, gave him a hint that Yeshua is going to uh, be uh, taking the Yiddens. He didn't realize that. That's what was being later on. So it has the question over there, uh, what does it mean that at that day, Yeshua was anointed? So he assumes uh, that, Anointed means that he became a king. Uh, so this story was taking a uh, molek that was taking much earlier, but it says no that he yeshua that anointed for a king. So he's saying that this whole pasuk of kisoiv zoyz ba'sefer and the ebeshe tells him no yeshua that he was anointed. Then this might have been forty years later when uh, Moshe Rabbeinu was no longer king because during the kingdom of Moshe. What what, what what, 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 does it make sense to make Yeshua for a king that Moshe is still a king? So he's saying this Pasuk, according to this, that's he explains, according to the Mechilta, this was said, Oysa HaYoyim, Nim'sha means at the end of 40 years. But the Rebbe says, we can't explain the Mechilta that Oysa is the end of 40 years because the following opinion we just quoted of... The words of Rabbi Ezra that this is a hint to Moshe, according to Rabbi Ezra the other opinion, this was a hint to Moshe that he wasn't going to go into Eretz Yisrael. So, if this is a hint to Moshe that it was, and Moshe didn't realize that, so that means, at least according to Rabbi Lazar Madaw, this couldn't have been said at the end. Why is he going to hint? The Abish is going to give him They didn't get it when, at the 40 years, the Abish had told Moshe Rabbeinu Meferish she's not going into Eretz Yisrael. So what is he telling him, a hint, and then he didn't get it when the Abish has already told him? So according to Rabbi Lezraim he can't be talking about the end of the 40 years. And since according to Rabbi Lezraim it's not talking about the end of 40 years, it doesn't fit to say that the previous opinion of Rabbi Yeshua, who says that that day he was anointed, is talking about the end of 40 years. Well, maybe the Rabbi says you're going to say, "Well, this is the actual disagreement between uh, Rabbi Lezer and Rabbi Yeshua when the parsha was said." According to Rabbi Yeshua, it was said at the end of forty years, because that's when he made him a uh, melech and Nimshach Yeshua, because it makes only sense to make the king him then. And according to Rabbi Lezer it must be before because there was a uh, a, a hint to Moshe. That he wasn't going to bring the Eden into Israel. Because in that case, it's missing in the, uh, in the argument over here when it was said if that's the whole basic argument. And the rabbi says, Bechlal, it's not a problem, the whole question. The whole problem is based upon the, uh, the fact that how can Yeshua be anointed for a king while uh, Moshe Rabbeinu is a king and therefore he has to be, has to be then the end of 40 years. So the Rebbe says, we don't have to explain when the Medrash, Rabbi Yeshua says that he was at that day Nimshach Yeshua. It doesn't mean that he was with the anointing oil, and for a kingdom that you would anoint a king with the anointing oil, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that it was anointed with the anointing of a Malchus. And where do we have the uh, Shemna Mishcha there? The, the Rebbe says." But that's, uh, 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 so besides the fact that we don't say that there is, uh, that he was anointed for a king, maybe there wasn't Bechlau, the, the anointing oil at that point. The Rebbe says, what the Medrash says, that he was, Yeshua means an appointment for leadership he gave him. Uh, that's what it means. So there's no problem that he was uh, Nimshach in the days of Moshe Rabbeinu's, uh, uh, well, because he wasn't a king then. He didn't make him into a king. He just anointed him, but not as a king. Uh, and Rabbi brings down, like Rashi in Shmois Choftes Chavtes. Rashi brings down over there that the idea of Lemoscha means Yes, Yesh L'mosham means, uh, give him dominance. So he gave him leadership, but it doesn't mean a king. Even the Rebbe says, you want to, to say that it was for Malchus. It's also not a problem to make him a king in the lifetime of Moshe. That wouldn't be a problem. Because we see that Shlomo was anointed as a king in the lifetime of David and in his command. So it's not a problem. But the other, the problem would be, if Taqel Yeshua was anointed as a king, so why does Moshe Rabbeinu later on ask Hashem, that the should appoint somebody, he already appointed him, he already uh, anointed him with the Shem Ramishchah. And so the Rebbe says, listen, the disagreement of Reb Yeshua and Rabbeleus is very simple. This, the post says Simba Oznei, put in the ears, it says three times the four, the three times so zeus which is the Chumash, Neveim, and Ksov the Megillah, three times, place this in the ears. Is this a command to appoint Yeshua something? Place in the osne is the command to appoint him as a uh, as an, uh, an an appointment or it is only a hint that was given to Moshe, not something that Moshe didn't given to Moshe that he's not going to go into Eretz Yisro, but Yeshua is going to take them to Eretz Yisrael. That's the whole machlokes. But this all happened at that time, and we don't have a problem that because nimshech does not mean with uh, Shevna Mishchas and for kingdom. And the Rebbe also points out from the Chisconi. I didn't look that up on uh, there in the Harafrayim over there. And one more piece that Rebbe brings down. Uh, there's the Mechilta, and then there's the Mechilta of the Rashvi. So they have a problem uh, with the Mechilta. The, uh, the, the Mechilta explains that, uh, the, why does the Pusik say, why does the say, the poet says, So the way it's written in our Mechilta that the Yiddish shouldn't say, since we can do Melocha in the Beis Hamigdosh, is telling them to do the, the Avoida in the Beis so therefore, maybe we can do also outside of the Beis we can do Melocha on Shabbos. So the Torah says, that it should be Lachem UleMokim Choyl Cholayzvei Lachem. You must know that it applies. That's the way it's written in our Mechilta. In Mechilta Derashbi, it says that the Kohanim shouldn't say. Well, we know the Kohanim were doing Avodah in the Mikdash. Maybe they're going to say we should do also in Chutz Laaretz. So that's why the Torah says we have Kodesh. Shabbat Shabbos Mashem, know that you cannot do melocha outside of the base Okay, so the question that they have, uh, the Haraf has the question that brings down from um uh, 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 how could we say that the Yidin would think that it's okay uh to do melacha because we do it in the base ha- in the uh, um, but then the, there is no halachas of Shabbos. Uh, no, of the, so he says that it doesn't talk about the yin. So we would think that the halachas of Shabbos, the way the Harifraim explains, that we would think that the halachas of Shabbos would apply only to the yin and it does not apply to the Kahanim, just like in the Mechilta, Tadrash B. Over there it says that the Kahanim should know that they have the chiyuv uh, of, of, of uh, the Kahanim, would think that since they can do Malachah uh, in the Migdash, they can do Malocha also uh, outside. So how are you going to keep Shabbos then? So the shab is going to be kept by the yil. So the explanation of the Mechilta over here is the same as the Mechilta Rashbi. But the Rabbi says, your evidence is contradictory because this, the change of language between the two places is evident. In our Mechilta mekh- Rashbi, it says, Kohanim imrim. But by us it says, Yisroel Imrim. This shows that this is a different idea. It's not that the Molocha will be fu- that the the Shabbos will be fulfilled to the yidn and it's the question is maybe the Kohanim can do Malachah. Then I said the Pshat uh, is That we think that you yidn would be permissible in the Malachahs that are permissible in the migdish What kind of question is there's no Dinah Shabbos? Of course there's Dinah Shabbos. The Israel Malach Shabbos will be fulfilled by the other malachas, which is the majority of all the malachas The 39 malachas. And the Rebbe says, "I don't understand the question of the Zir, uh, who was croded on love. Anyways, I try to explain this the best I can um, in a uh, short time.